I wish I could say something that was classy and inspirational, but it just wouldn't be our style. Yeah, I'd like to hear it. SportsTownChicago.com. Lombard. Part of the Beyond Air Network and available on the TuneIn app. Hell yeah. Broadcast home for your Windy City Bulls and the Chicago Dogs. We're in a league of our own. Now, here's your SportsTownChicago.com scoreboard update. I'm Brandon with your SportstownChicago.com update powered by the Illinois Media School. If interested in a career in media, go to BeOnAir.com. Rematch game between Bears and Saints. Last time these teams played, punches were exchanged as Bears lost 26-23 in overtime with Nick Foles at quarterback. Mitch Trubisky will get the start this time as Bears hope that some of their injured players can return to play. For Saints, running back Alvin Kamara is expected to play after missing last week due to COVID. Kickoff for the game is Sunday at 3.40 p.m. Other games for Wild Card Weekend on Saturday, it is Indianapolis at Buffalo, Los Angeles Rams at Seattle Seahawks, and Tampa Bay at Washington. And Sunday's games, we have Baltimore at Tennessee and Cleveland at Pittsburgh. Other NFL news, quarterback Deshaun Watson not happy with Texans' hiring process and is refusing to take the team's calls after not being involved in the GM search. And Pro Football Talk's Mike Florio reported yesterday Watson has quietly broached with teammates the possibility of requesting a trade. Watson's only 25 years old and just signed a four-year $156 million extension. In baseball, Mets acquired shortstop Francisco Lindor and starting pitcher Carlos Carrasco from the Indians in a six-player trade. And some sad news, Hall of Fame Dodgers manager Tommy Lasorda died at the age of 93. He spent 71 seasons in the Dodgers organization. And this has been your SportstownChicago.com update, brought to you by the Illinois Media School. If interested in a career in media, go to BeOnAir.com. Welcome to Blow the Whistle here on SportstownChicago.com. I'm Brandon Januska and I'm here along with... I am Tyler Buterbaugh. And unfortunately, David cannot be with us today, but don't worry, we still have a great show planned for you. But before we get into it, Tyler, can you let everyone know where we can be found on social media? Absolutely. You guys can find us on Whistle one on Facebook and Twitter. That is B-L-O-W-T-W-H-I-S-T-L-E-1. Give us a follow and let us know how you guys think we did on our show. That's right, so be sure to let us know any thoughts, your questions that you have. We'd love to hear them. Well, we have a big game coming up for the Bears against the Saints. Obviously, big game, first game in the playoffs since that 2018 season for the Bears. But before we get into our talk, here's a quick reminder of a play that happened, or not play, but something that happened the last time these two teams met up. Oh, now we got a fight. They, they are going at it. I thought they were joking, but that's Wims, Javon Wims, and Janoris Jenkins with C.J. Gardner-Johnson involved as well, and that was was real. Yeah, and I think they're going to get Wims. I mean, I I think when the flag came out, they caught Wims. He's bouncing around as though he's going to, that the flag's going to be on the Saints. I'm not so sure. This happened well after the play. 
I mean, it's over. The play's over. That was Fox NFL's Joe Buck and Troy Aikman on the call, and Javon Wims ended up serving a two-game suspension for that. So my question to you, Tyler, and to everyone else out there listening, do you see a possibility of any bad blood carrying over from that game? C.J. Gardner-Johnson, he's known for being a guy that'll go after wide receivers. He'll talk a lot of smack. Could this be an issue? Um. Well, it depends if they, if either of those guys have learned from what happens when you get in a little fight like that, and then you guys get suspended for a couple of games. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if there's going to be some little beef going back and forth because of just what happened in the first game, and like what you said, um, he likes to get into the receivers' heads, so. I'm hoping there's gonna. It's just gonna be a clean, easy game because it's just it's so unnecessary when players go out and just butt heads with each other, and then you just lose out on playing the rest of the game, and then you lose out on playing the rest of the season. So, yeah, and yeah, that, I don't know. Well, it's kind of up in the air. <laughs> yeah, and I was saying that was kind of a turning point in that game. The Bears just. I know they were able to bring. The Saints into overtime. Nick Foles was leading a late comeback in that fourth quarter, but that play happened early in the third quarter, and they just started to fall apart after that play yeah. happened. So it just killed any momentum they had at that time. Oh yeah, I totally remember that. We were actually kind of we were cruising a little bit in that game, and then just ever since that, that just broke everything up because you lost one of your players, and he had a bad attitude, and that just gives the rest of the team a bad attitude. So. As long as it's just, I mean, I, I just want, I just wish that everyone could just play clean, cut football and just, you know, it's a fun sport, fun game. So there's no need to like whack each other in the heads. <laughs> so let's just, let's just play some football. <laughs> exactly. Let's hope that's what they do. And let's hope the Bears come out and play some good football. A big issue going into this game, though, is, I don't know if you've looked at their injury report, there are some big names on that Chicago Bears injury list. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now, actually. A um, lot of key ones. So Darnell Mooney, our two top receivers are questionable right now. They didn't practice yesterday. Um, and then Deion Bush is still looking like he's out. But I saw that he got logged for a full practice on Thursday. So I don't know if that's saying that he actually did practice or he was supposed to practice, but he didn't. Uh, yeah, so I... I know Wednesday was just a walkthrough for the team, so it was just if you expected them to practice. But Thursday, I believe, was a f- an actual full ca- uh, full practice where they actually went out and did drills. So, well, from what I'm looking at, it does look like he was a full participant. Jalen Johnson, another big name cornerback, he's been limited in practice all week, but it is a good sign just seeing him out there at practice in any sort of capacity. As for you oh, mentioned, yeah. Darnell Mooney. Mooney has not practiced at all this this uh, this week. Uh, Cordero Patterson is out, non not injury related. That is a personal issue. Uh, Buster Screen still dealing with that concussion. He hasn't practiced in weeks. And Roquan Smith, the uh, question or arguably the heart of that defense, is has not practiced after leaving last game with an elbow injury. So my question to you. 
which of these players can the Bears least afford to lose? Which one has the biggest impact on a potential Bears victory? I would have to say Roquan Smith because exactly what you said, he is the heart of that defense. And it was totally noticeable uh, in last week's game against the Packers. The defense was playing well, really well against Aaron Rodgers, and it's tough to play well against Aaron Rodgers throwing that ball. So, and ever since he got out, right when he uh, left the game with his elbow injury, that defense was just slowly getting picked picked apart from Aaron Rodgers. So, Roquan Smith, on the defense, I mean, overall, I say Roquan Smith is the most to be worried about if he's not able to participate. And then if I would just say, like, an offensive, I mean, because my second would be Allen Robinson, because He's just—he's obviously our top receiver um, in the game, but I think overall Roquan Smith would be the most—I would be worried about for Sunday's game. Okay, and see, I would go—I definitely agree. Roquan Smith is a huge factor, a huge piece of that defense. I'm going to go the other side of the ball, though, just to change things up for us. Um, yeah, I'm going to say. So Allen Robinson is expected to play. However, the biggest question is with Darnell Mooney. And after his breakout game last week, Sean Payton is a genius a head coach. You know he was watching that game. He watched the Packers double cover Allen Robinson last week. He didn't get his first reception until the third quarter. And they have a star cornerback in Marshawn Lattimore. So I would not be surprised if Marshawn Lattimore follows Allen Robinson and maybe gets some safety help over the top, which would then kind of neutralize him, and that's where you need someone like Darnell Mooney's breakout game. And so I think if Darnell Mooney can't play, that is a huge hit to this offense because then they can, like I said, put Marshawn Lattimore and maybe some safety help on Allen Robinson and then it all comes down to just keying on the run and stopping David Montgomery. So if that if Mooney cannot play, the Bears will need a huge game from Anthony Miller, Javon Wims, and maybe Riley Ridley will be active if Mooney can go out. If Mooney can't go out, and so from what I've seen, Miller's capable of making a big play, but he has not shown me yet that he can really lead the offense. He'll get a highlight here and there, but I don't know if I can trust him to be the number, lead the team in receptions if they take away Allen Robinson. Yeah, no, I 100% agree with that. Uh, Mooney has definitely shown us throughout the season that he is a big, big factor in our offense because that shies away from, because everyone shies away from him while everyone's covering Allen Robinson. So, yeah, without Mooney, that would be a huge hit, huge hit to our offense because, like he, like, he, like you said, last week's game, superb, very nice performance he had. And then I also agree, uh, we haven't seen that um, eliteness from Anthony Miller. I went blank on that for a second. <laughs> uh, Anthony Miller, um, he's been solid. Like, when we first had him, he had a good rookie year. And then his second year, he was really good. But he just kind of started declining a little bit. And then Mooney just kind of slid up and took that number two spot at wide receiver. So, yeah, it's just going to have to, like you said, we're going to have to rely on the run a lot with Montgomery. 
because Trubisky is just going to his, – his only receiver that he could really trust is Allen Robinson. Um, it's just I, if Mooney is out, I would just hope that Miller can step up and just get open and take place in Mooney's spot. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully it doesn't come down to that, and hopefully Mooney and Roquan and all of those guys can come out and play. But if not, other guys, like you said, they have to step up. Josh Woods, Anthony Miller, maybe Riley Ridley, uh, they have to step up and make the play. So that being said, who are you taking on this one, Bears and Saints on Sunday? <sighs> you know, in the past predictions, I've always been biased because you know, I'm <laughs> I love the Chicago Bears. <laughs> but um, the Bears have been playing really well in the past five games. They even played pretty solid against Green Bay after even despite the loss. But I think they're going to be on the road and the Saints at the uh, Superdome, they're unbelievably good. So I'm going to have to take the Saints over the Bears in this game. I think it's going to be... I think the Saints will win by 10 points. Okay. Yeah, I, unfortunately, big Bears fan, but I also have to go with the Saints in this one. I think Sean Payton is too smart, and Drew Brees. We saw it last week with Aaron Rodgers, just a smart quarterback. He knows if Duke Shelley, Kendall Vildora are in there, if Josh Woods is in there, if Trevathan's lined up on a wide receiver. These guys are smart enough to see that before the play, and they know exactly where they're going with the ball. And Drew Brees is just as smart, if not smarter, than Aaron Rodgers out there. He's made his career off of being quick with the ball and being safe with the ball. And so I think that that'll be too much, and that is a good Saints defense. They have playmakers everywhere on that defense. So I think it's going to be too much. I have them, the Saints winning by 14, winning it by two touchdowns. Uh, real okay. quick, we'll just give uh, our takes, our predictions on the other games. So to start off, Cleveland at Pittsburgh. Who do you have? Uh, I'm going to have to go with Pittsburgh. Uh, even though I, from our previous shows, I'm not, I don't have high hopes for Pittsburgh. But this, this is the first time Cleveland has been in the playoffs in like 20 years. And uh, Pittsburgh, obviously, is just a better team overall. I don't think Pittsburgh is going to last super long in the playoffs, but I think Pittsburgh is going to beat Cleveland, I'm going to say, by two touchdowns. Yeah, I have Pittsburgh winning this one as well. I don't think it'll be all that close. It was a close game last week when Pittsburgh was resting a lot of their starters. T.J. Watt was out, Roethlisberger was out, and Cleveland had to win that game, and barely won that game. So I think with the yeah. addition of Pittsburgh starters, I think they win that one easily. Oh, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Uh, next game, Baltimore at Tennessee. I I would have said, I, you probably, besides of how Baltimore has not been that good, as great this year as they were last year, I'm going to go with Tennessee. Uh, just that run game with Derrick Henry is unbelievable you can't it's hard to stop that man and I don't think Baltimore will be able to stop the run game with Derrick Henry as well as they're hoping so I'm gonna pick Tennessee over Baltimore in this one I'm gonna go I think it'll be pretty close I think uh Tennessee will win by seven 
Okay, yeah, I have Tennessee winning this one by four. Close game. I think Tennessee, their defense isn't that great, which is why I think that Baltimore will be able to hang with it. But I still trust Derrick Henry. He ran for over 200 yards last week, over 2,000 on the season. I'm putting my faith in that rushing game. And in Henry, Tennessee controls the clock. They win it late by four. Uh, Next, Indianapolis at Buffalo. I am going to choose Buffalo because Buffalo is actually my favorite to enter in the Super Bowl in the AFC. I'm saying that right now, honestly. <laughs> but um, just Josh Allen, man, he has been on a new level uh, this season, and like especially in the past four or five games, he's just been unreal. So, and their defense—they got a solid defense. I think they'll be able to stop Indiana's Indianapolis's uh, offense with Phillip Rivers. So I'm going to pick Buffalo. Um, I'm going to say they win by. I'm going to say they win by seven. Okay. See, I also have Buffalo. I don't think it'll be that close. I think Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, they are on fire lately. They have been averaging over 30 points lately. The Colts have a good defense, but I think Buffalo. I agree with you. I think Buffalo is the one team that can actually go toe to toe with Kansas City. So I have Buffalo actually by 17. Uh, Okay. Two more games. We'll hit them real quick. Tampa Bay at Washington. Well, I have to say, Washington, I feel like they don't even really deserve to be in the playoffs (laughs) just because of that horrible, horrible division. And it's just kind of funny because they have not even a good record and they got the home field advantage. But I'm going to pick Tampa Bay on the road. Uh, Tom Brady is just going to be Tom Brady. And it's just going to pick apart that Washington defense. as They've been playing okay, but they're not a team that deserves to be in the playoffs. So yeah, I don't think it's going to be close. I think Tampa Bay is going to win by like 21 points. Okay. See, I have it as I have Tampa winning, but I have it as a closer game. I have it as a touchdown game, seven-point game. I think Chase Young has called out Tom Brady. He wants him, but I think that's just going to anger Tom Brady, and I've learned by now not to bet against Tom Brady. Washington has a good defense, which is why I think they'll keep it close. But as much as I'd love to see Alex Smith go out there and win this game, I think I got to go with Tom Brady and Tampa Bay. And the last game, Los Angeles Rams at Seattle. I am going to pick Seattle in this just because they've been really good at the home. And even though their season this year has been like up and down, it's been kind of weird to me because I thought they were like, the dominant team in the NFC and now they're kind of they're kind of hanging up there with uh New Orleans and the Rams without Jared Goff I think Seattle's going to come out with this win I think they're going to win by 10 points okay yeah I see I think Jared Goff missing the Rams have a great defense but I think Russell Wilson uh the same let Russ cook he's cooking right now they've we're in a bit of a slump, but he's starting to return to – he was the early MVP favorite, and I think he's starting to return to that, plus Chris Carson coming back and the combo of DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. I think that's too much for the Rams' defense. So I am also taking Seattle. I have Seattle by 10. And that will wrap up our NFL segment for today. Coming up, are the New York Mets the new World Series favorites? Let us know what you think and find out our thoughts here coming up on Blow the Whistle. I came to Illinois Media School because I want to give back to the current students. It's something that really means a lot to me as an instructor, as a mentor. 
because I've been in this business for over 20 years. So it meant a lot to me to be able to come back and just teach some of the tricks of the trade to the students here at Illinois Media School. I'm Jonathan Hood from Sirius XM NBA Radio and ESPN Radio from the Illinois Media School campus in Lombard, and I am IMS. Enter the world of a spy by bringing your friends to Safe House in Chicago. Safe House is a spy-themed bar and restaurant that is a perfect combination of interactive entertainment and great food. Just enter through the red door and whisper the password to the agent and your mission begins. If you don't know the password, just complete a fun clearance test to prove you and your friends are not double agents. Safe House is not just about the adventure, though. The food is great, too. Be sure to try my favorite, the Mission Impossible Burger. It's a double bacon cheeseburger topped with onion rings and covered in a spicy ranch and jalapeno relish. Go to Safe House for the chance to follow the footsteps of your favorite spy. For more information, go to safehousechicago.com. Hey, I'm Andy Griggs, asking you to help prevent domestic violence. Domestic violence isn't a woman's issue. It hurts all of us. Women are injured and killed every day by their husbands and boyfriends. So it's time for men to take action right now to teach boys that violence against women is wrong, to help prevent abuse before it starts. Call the Family Violence Prevention Fund at 1-800-END-ABUSE to get a free take action kit containing tips on what to say to boys. That's 1-800-END-ABUSE. Teach early. High School Sports is here and SportsOnChicago.com. We are ready to provide the best high school sports live coverage all across Northern Illinois. From the first kickoff of high school football to the final spike of high school volleyball, we at SportsOnChicago.com are ready to bring you high school sports live. SportsOnChicago.com and STC Friday Night Lights in the league of our own. Daddy, when you look at me, I could see a wheels turning. About what am I going to be when I grow up? A major league first baseman? Maybe a point guard for a national champion. The odds of a child becoming a professional athlete are 1 in 16,000. Far-fetched? Maybe. But did you know the odds of a child being diagnosed with autism are 1 in 166? That's right, 1 in 166. To learn the signs of autism, go to AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Take that exit and get to the Southern Cafe, home of the nasty biscuit on Roselle Road in Roselle. Get over there and try the chicken fried chicken biscuit made with the Southern Cafe's house-made drop biscuit with buttermilk chicken fried chicken smothered in country gravy topped with shredded cheddar and crumbled hickory smoked bacon. I always say that when you go to the Southern Cafe, you come out with two meals with the heaping amounts of food they serve you in every meal. I love to go to a place with outdoor seating. The Southern Cafe has a great outdoor seating area to help social distance, and I get to enjoy my breakfast outdoors. Open 6.30 a.m. to 3 p.m. to give you plenty of time to grab an amazing breakfast or lunch. Now get your butt over to the Southern Cafe on Roselle Road. At the football game, Jim shows the telltale signs of being wasted. He starts flexing for the camera. He refers to his muscles as gunboats. He screams, how's this for a halftime show? Jim streaks the field. It's easy to tell if you've had way too many to drive. But what if you've had just one too many to drive? Never underestimate just a few. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station. I'm just a kid, and I've got asthma. You know just how upset I can get when I have an asthma attack. But you can help me. To fight my asthma. Put my teddy bear in the freezer to wipe out dust mites. Dry off my rubber duckies and bath toys to get rid of mold. Discover other simple ways to prevent an asthma attack. Call 1-866-NO-ATTACKS or visit noattacks.org. Brought to you by the U.S. EPA and the Ad Council. Because I don't want to feel like a fish with no water. 
Hey guys, let me tell you about this amazing podcast I listen to every Monday to get my week started off on a positive note called Monday Motivation with Hannah B, a.k.a. Skittles. We call her Skittles because she is so positive. Her topics include staying positive during COVID-19, coping with stress, spreading kindness, hard work pays off, and self-acceptance, plus so much more. It's available on Radio.com and Spotify. Make sure to listen as it will leave you feeling nothing but positive vibes. I got started at IMS here as an instructor a couple years back after I had heard a couple of people I worked with were also instructors here. I'm always here if you need help with developing your what you're passionate about. And that's what most people come here for. They have a passion. They want to do something. They want to do radio play-by-play. They want to do sports talk. They want to do updates, whatever it may be. My name is Fred Huebner. I work at ESPN 1000 as a host and sports anchor. And I am IMS. And now it's Lindor with the bases loaded. That's right. If you missed it, the New York Mets have acquired shortstop Francisco Lindor and right-handed pitcher Carlos Carrasco from the Cleveland Indians. And really, so my question just to start it off is, does this make the Mets a World Series favorite? Does this put them over the Dodgers? Um, That's kind of tough because Lindor is a phenomenal player, and adding that to your your roster, adding him to your roster is going to definitely improve because he's just both sides, offense and defense. Um, I don't know if they'll make him World Series favorites, but they're gonna that they're gonna improve by a lot, and I think they'll perform really well with Lindor with the addition of Lindor. Okay, I, yeah, definitely. Um, uh, for those of you that aren't aware of the trade. The Mets gave up Ahmed Rosario and Andres Jimenez, both shortstops, uh, starting pitcher Josh Wolf and outfielder Isaiah Green, who are both minor leaguers. Ahmed Rosario had some promise early on, but he actually got replaced by Jimenez during the 2020 season. So he has turned out, he's still young, he still has a future, but as of now, he looks to be a bit of a bust Plus two minor leaguers who aren't the top. They're top ten in the system, but they're not real. They're not the highest of prospects for a guy like Lindor and a starting pitcher like Carrasco. So it definitely looks like the Mets came away with a steal at least early on for this deal. And so, really, Steve Cohen when he bought the Mets, it seemed like. This was the moment for the Mets. This was their chance to make a statement, make a stand, and everyone knew a big deal was coming. This is his first big deal, his first blockbuster trade. And I personally, I think that it maybe not favorites over the Dodgers, but they are definitely on that level. The Dodgers are likely to lose uh, Justin Turner. They have other players who will likely leave. And there was talk after the U Darvish and Blake Snell deals that the Padres could catch him. I think the, the 
the Padres, the Dodgers, and the Mets, they're all right there on that level. You look at this Mets lineup, they've got Pete Alonso, who struggled a bit last year, but I don't know how much you can really count this this COVID season. It's a shortened season. Who knows, after the All-Star break, he might have just gone on fire and torn up the league like he did as a rookie. Plus, with uh, Jacob deGrom, I can't count out the Mets. I think the Mets might have the best pitching or better pitching than the Dodgers. I think that with the recent acquisitions, the Padres are definitely up there as well. But I definitely think... This puts them to the top of the East. I think that the Mets are definitely the favorites in their division and one of the tops in the National League for sure. Now, I got a question for you. Do you think with Cleveland losing Lindor, you think, how do you think they will be? Do you think that's like a huge, huge loss to their team? Or do you think they'll still be able to perform and be not as good as they were with Lindor, but they can still compete? I think that this is going to be a big loss. I think that they're finally, they uh, got rid of Trevor Bauer beforehand, uh, before the last season. They got rid of Mike Clevenger during the season. I think that they are accepting a rebuild. They are going to start rebuilding this team. I think they'll be around 500, maybe even a little worse in that division. I think, as of right now, I think that they'll be below 500. But if there is a schedule change or something due to COVID and they're only playing their division and the National League Central like they did this year, I think that they can finish right around or above 500 just because it's they're not playing the East and some of those tougher divisions. But uh, to go back to the question, I think that they are definitely accepting a rebuild. And I think that... They will be looking up. I think they're third place in that division. I think they're looking up at the Minnesota Twins for sure and the Chicago White Sox as well. I think both of those teams are better as of now than the Cleveland Indians. Okay. Yeah, I was kind of picturing it. It sounds like they're going to just do uh, a big-time rebuild, especially with just getting leasing, trading away Lindor. And now um, I – forgot that they traded away Trevor Bauer yeah it looks like they're just kind of going full rebuild mode so I don't think they're expecting to be that good of a team yeah exactly and one one other big question that I have from this deal is looking toward bringing it back towards Chicago going local a little bit will this trade this big deal for Lindor will this lead to a big Cubs core member being dealt? Maybe a Chris Bryant, maybe a Javier Baez if someone else needs a shortstop, Um, or Wilson Contreras has been rumored. Do you think this leads to a core Cubs player possibly being dealt this offseason? I definitely feel like there is going to be a big-time trade from a core Cubs player coming up. I'm I'm still iffy on who, Uh, because obviously we know about the U Darvish, which that was kind of a shock. That was a shock to him. He wasn't even expecting that either because <laughs> he was he enjoyed playing with the Cubs and he thought that he that he would be able to compete. But um, for what I'm thinking, the only one that I would see reasonable to trade away is I would definitely not trade away Javi Baez. He's he's just a phenomenal player. And but I'm thinking the Cubs might look at shopping around for Chris Bryant 
just because he is on the decline. He has not been doing as well as he did in the past few years. But then that's just going to be kind of hard because obviously other teams know that, that he's not doing, he's not worth as much as he was a few years ago. But that be the only player I can see them trading away. I can't see a Wilson Contreras because he's just a key player as well for us that we would need. So I would, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a Chris Bryant trade at all. Okay. Yeah. I definitely think I agree with everything you just said. Uh, Jed Hoyer, I envy him because he leads the Cubs and I would love to lead the Cubs, but I don't envy the position the team is in right now and that he, the decisions that he is currently tasked with that he has to face. It's definitely going to be an interesting off season and start of spring training. I personally don't think the Cubs will make a move in the next. I don't think they'll make a move in January. I think it'll be after spring training has already started or maybe even okay. into the season before the Cubs move on from one of their big players. That's my personal opinion. I have no insight into the Cubs other than being a huge fan, but that is, <laughs> I just feel like because, like you said, the value is down on a lot of these guys, I think they're hoping for a hot start in spring training or a hot start to the season to try to get a little more value from these guys. That I could see. That would make total sense. I could totally see that. Yeah, and uh, well, that is all our baseball talk for today. Tyler and I want to know what had you saying. You're killing me, Smalls, this week. Let us know on Twitter at BlowTWhistle1 or on Facebook what the killing me, Smalls moment was for you this week. But before we get into our choices, let's first have a sports update. Scoreboard update. It's Brandon with your SportstownChicago.com update, powered by the Illinois Media School. If interested in a career in media, go to BeOnAir.com. Kobe White is coming off a career-high 36 points and will look to continue his strong play tonight at 9 p.m. as Bulls take on the Lakers in L.A. Bulls are currently 1-1 one one on this West Coast road trip and 4-5 and on the season. In college football, Ohio State said they are confident the national championship will be played January 11th. There was talk the game could be postponed due to COVID issues within Ohio State's program. And here's what Buckeyes head coach Ryan Day had to say about the team and their COVID struggles. Anytime you deal with that and you lose people, it's, it is a gut punch, but it's not something that we're not used to. We play games with majority of our offensive line out. We played the Big Ten Championship game with uh, without our top receivers uh, or some of our top receivers. You know, we've had starters all over the place down different times, and we found ways to work through it. Uh, it's just been the way it is, you know, and you can feel sorry for yourself, or you can just continue to work on and push through it. That game between Alabama and Ohio State is scheduled to kick off on Monday at 7 p.m. And Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh is reportedly finalizing a contract extension. The deal is reportedly a five-year extension that will cut Harbaugh's base salary in half but include incentives that can bring it back up. And this has been your SportstownChicago.com update brought to you by the Illinois Media School. If interested in a career in media, go to BeOnAir.com.
That's right, it is time in our show for your Killing Me Smalls. We're going to give that one moment from the week that had us saying you're killing me, Smalls. And Tyler, would you like to start things off for us? Absolutely, I'll start this off. I love this segment. All right, so it was kind of tough finding your Killing Me Smalls just from between Monday and Friday, but I found one, and it's pretty hysterical. So it was a Little League baseball game. Uh, kid is on third plate comes and he he gets a signal to steal for home. The batter did not see it and he was inches away when he swung and hit that ball from the kid's head. So good thing that the kid did not get hurt and he got the run in so that was good but the miscommunication on that That's right and I have to go with, I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns. They finally (laughs) make the playoffs and they're finally Getting a, they get a rematch against the Pittsburgh Steelers, their rivals. It couldn't be, it couldn't have happened any better way for them. They get to play their rivals' first game, and they keep having COVID problems. They are going to be missing numerous players on that team. They also have been having DUI problems as well. Or I'm sorry, not DUI. They, some of their players got caught drag racing. And so, come on, guys. It's it's playoff season. What are you guys doing? Like, get focused. Get ready for this game. This is the biggest game of a lot of your guys, a lot of these players' careers, and they just seem to be blowing it right now. It was already a tough, a tough hill to climb to beat Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh, and they're just making it that much more difficult for them. And so, for that reason, the Cleveland Browns. Oh man, I love this segment. Oh, definitely. Definitely a big <laughs> a good one, a fun one. We always love it, always enjoy it. And we always have, like you said, a lot of fun with that segment. But coming up, Tyler will let you guys know how the Bulls West Coast road trip is going so far and what it means for the Bulls for the rest of the season. And if you guys have any good thoughts or takeaways on what you've seen from the Bulls, let us know by contacting us on Twitter at BlowTWhistle1 or on our Blow the Whistle Facebook page. We always love to hear what you guys have to say and what you guys think about the show. And, of course, you'll hear our thoughts as well coming up on Blow the Whistle. High School Sports is here in SportsOnChicago.com. We are ready to provide the best high school sports live coverage all across Northern Illinois. From the first kickoff of high school football to the final spike of high school volleyball, we at SportsOnChicago.com are ready to bring you high school sports live. SportsOnChicago.com and STC Friday Night Lights in a league of our own. Hey, I'm Andy Griggs, asking you to help prevent domestic violence. Domestic violence isn't a woman's issue. It hurts all of us. Women are injured and killed every day by their husbands and boyfriends. So it's time for men to take action right now to teach boys that violence against women is wrong, to help prevent abuse before it starts. Call the Family Violence Prevention Fund at 1-800-END-ABUSE to get a free take action kit containing tips on what to say to boys. That's 1-800-END-ABUSE. Teacher. When I do it, 
I feel the blood rushing through me. And I keep going back for more. Carmen Castillo is under the influence of Dana, her volunteer trainer. Tuck your chin, Carmen. By spending just one day a week with kids like Carmen, Dana helps them develop interests that keep them away from drugs. Be a coach, a mentor, a volunteer, because you have something to offer. Log on to HelpYourCommunity.org or call 877-KIDS-313. Brought to you by the Office of National Drug Control Policy and the Ad Council. This is Joe Perry. And Steven Tyler of Aerosmith for Red. You know, it's okay to rock and roll and party down. Just don't get in that 2,000-pound bullet when you're done and cocked. And please don't drink and drive. Someone that jaded you. A reminder that friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service message brought to you by the Ad Council, U.S. Department of Transportation, National Association of Broadcasters, and RAD. I came to Illinois Media School because I want to give back to the current students. It's something that really means a lot to me as an instructor, as a mentor, because I've been in this business for over 20 years. So it meant a lot to me to be able to come back and just teach some of the tricks of the trade to the students here at Illinois Media School. I'm Jonathan Hood from Sirius XM NBA Radio and ESPN Radio from the Illinois Media School campus in Lombard, and I am IMS. Mom? Dad? How long should I wait for you? Mom? If I'm at soccer practice. What if something happens? Will you come get me? There's no reason not to have a plan in case of an emergency. Mom, if you're not home, should we go to the neighbor's house? And some extremely good reasons why you should. Can you tell me? Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. When I found out my jeans were made using child labor in sweatshops, I wrote a letter to the company saying, reconsider your labor practices. A few months later, I get a letter back saying, thanks for being a loyal customer, and they included a coupon for a 25% discount on their jeans. So I got smart, wrote letters every day to all the stores that carry the brand, asking them to stop supporting the companies who use child labor in sweatshops. And I just kept getting letters back thanking me for my concerns and more coupons for more discounts on more jeans. So I'm telling my friend about it, and she flips out, saying that between all the letters and coupons, some paper company cut down a small forest, driving off two indigenous tribes, hundreds of endangered animals, killing thousands of plant species, some of which may have contained vaccines for HIV, cancer, and syphilis. Meanwhile, the guys cutting down the trees are 13-year-old kids who will work night and day for months just to save up enough money to buy a pair of jeans made by child labor in sweatshops. Saving the world isn't easy, but saving a life is. Just one pint of blood can save up to three lives. Visit bloodsaves.com to learn more. This public service announcement was brought to you by the Ad Council. It wouldn't be high school sports without the athletes, the fans, but it also wouldn't be high school sports without the officials. The IHSA is looking for officials in all sports. Officiating is a great way to stay involved with the sport you love. Above all, it's a great way to do something positive for your community. To learn how you can get involved and become a licensed IHSA official, call 309-663-6377. That's 309-663-6377. Or visit us on the web at IHSA.org. Stay in the, the Illinois game. Center for Broadcasting is now the Illinois Media School. We've been an institution in the Chicagoland area now for 30 years. Because the broadcasting world is always changing, so are we. Not only are we teaching radio and television production, but now you can learn all aspects of the media industry, like web design. You can even specialize in TV or film, sports broadcasting, and even sales. No matter where you are in the Chicagoland area, we have a campus near you. The Illinois Media School. Be on TV, be on radio, be on air.com. 
White, a little hesitation. Going into his bag, Kobe White. Levine going to his strong hand. Inside, Zach Levine on the board. Wendell Carter, one hand and jam, 106. Zach Levine, straight line attack on Buddy Hill. Zach Levine. White takes contact, and one. Kobe White is a problem, Doug. And that was Adam Amin on the Bulls highlights. That was the Bulls against the Kings. I'm going to start off talking about the Chicago Bulls and the Blazers game. Bulls win 111 to 108. They came back from being down 20 points at one time. White led with 21 points, and Levine sealed the deal with a deep three. Uh, my take on this game is everyone, I looked like everyone played at their top level in this game despite being down uh so much at one point and then they fought back and came through to win uh, i was able to pick up on the last few minutes of the fourth quarter and they looked they were clicking like the offense they were connecting with each other and they were getting shots down and just crawling back up and getting that lead in the game but i also gotta say the trailblazers were not looking so good in that last few minutes of the game it just seemed like they kind of just stopped what they were doing because cj mccollum and uh, damian lillard god i went frozen for a second uh they just kept continuing just trying to pop threes and they were just were not going down and it was just for a while for like the last couple minutes they were just going back and forth shooting threes um and they just weren't going down so it was kind of getting a little boring but the bulls came back and they won and then Continuing on the road over in the West, the Bulls lose last night 128-124 against the Sacramento Kings. Very uh, good performance between White and Levine. They combined for 68 points. That's, that was goes to do with what I'm talking about with the Levine and White uh, duo. They're just they're, Those two are in sync that I've noticed so far in this team. And then with last night's game, White uh, scored his 1,000th career points, which made him the second youngest player to score 1,000 points behind, obviously, Derrick Rose. But uh, so overall in this game, uh, the rest of the team did not play that well. If you saw, it was just White and Levine um, that played great. It was just the White and Levine show. And so what I've noticed is, the Bulls need to find, like, the whole roster needs to find their consistency because, as we can see, uh, Brandon, you probably noticed, Kobe White and Zach Levine, they've had their, they've been playing pretty consistently, as you would, you would think. Yeah, definitely. They have been out there. Uh, Kobe White, not maybe not initially at the very start of the season, but definitely ever since marketing went down, Kobe White has really stepped up his game, and Levine is just consistent. Oh, yes. And that's, that's been another huge uh, hurt to this team with Laurie Markkinen being out. But he has been – he's stepped up this season from when he's, when he's been playing um, because he's still out with COVID. But Laurie Markkinen himself, he's stepped up as well. So what I'm hoping is that when Laurie Markkinen is cleared to come back, White still stays at that – like continues to play at that role as a dominant player as he is because he is a, he is showing that he is a – hell of a scorer and he can put up numbers 
And he can lead the team when other players are not doing bad, as we talked on Monday, that White kind of stepped up when Levine, uh, he had a good game in the first half, and then he was slowing down in the second half, and that's when White showed up and just brought that consistency back, which is really good. He's showing leadership in that as well. Um, but we're just still trying to find consistency with other players. Patrick Williams, the rookie, he's he's been looking pretty good st- still. He's I mean, I can't blame him. He's a rookie, um, but he's in a, he's in, he's showing potential, and he's showing that he's playing really well, and his three-point game is getting there. He's been able to knock down a few threes every so game. Um, but this road, we've still got two games on the road in the West. we got Lakers and Clippers, two games in a row in the United – not United Center, Staples Center, I'm sorry. Um this is going to be a tough game against the Lakers. Lakers, obviously, we know, won this championship last year. They're a dominant team with LeBron and AD. So this is going to be a tough game. What I think the Bulls need to work on is they just need to all connect offensively. They need to get – they just all need to be on the same page. Everyone needs to be putting up scores, and we can't just rely on Kobe White and Zach Levine the entire game. Um even though they are star players. And then defense is still of an issue. We're still working on our defense. Um, we're allowing way too many points from what I've seen. They're probably allowing this season like 100, 105 to 110 points a game, which is just way too much to allow because that just makes means you have to work that much harder to score more than those. Um, well, this is going to be a tough game. And then we got um, – especially without Laurie Markkinen. Um, and I think we still have three other players that are still out with COVID. Yes, all, um, all four of them did not go on the the road trip. Yeah, that's right. So hopefully they'll be back when we get back from the West Coast. But overall, at least how I'm seeing this, this is still looking like a good young Bulls team. Um, they They have the potential. And it's just more of just chemistry that we're waiting on. We've been seeing it so far. Um, have you been seeing the chemistry with the Bulls, or do you think there's still some uh, nooks and crannies in the team that we need to fix up on? Yeah, there's definitely definitely still things to work on, but they are uh, they're a young team. They have a lot of young players that they're just trying to give minutes to and trying to get them to just work well with each other. They haven't played a whole lot with each other because in recent years, even the guys that have been around just with injury problems, they haven't really played all that often with each other. So just getting that chemistry together, it's going to take a little bit of time. And with them being young to begin with, and now do I think that they're going to eventually become elite? Maybe, hopefully, but most likely not. But just getting that chemistry just so that they're more, I don't want to say competent. They are competent, but just more consistent, I guess. More consistent day in and day out. Just being able to go out there, and it's not all Zach Levine. And Kobe White has been making sure it's not just him right now, but just being able to take it away from the stars and have – so a better supporting cast around them, just have other guys contribute. Because you look at Golden State, Steph Curry still has it, but 
with nobody else around him, that's kind of where the fall of Golden State came from. And I just feel like right now the Bulls are in a similar thing. They they were never that high, but just in terms of there's no supporting cast really right now helping out Zach Levine. Oh, 100%. Because with uh, I've said it before, and I think we've all said it before too, this is this NBA league, this is like the league you need an elite player on your team and you surround that elite player with other good, solid players, which Zach Levine, he's, I wouldn't say he's totally elite. Um, he's very close. Um, he's, cause obviously he's still a little inconsistent, but he's been mainly consistent throughout this season and he's just been taken over, which I am known from the beginning since the Bulls signed him. He was more than just a dunker, and he's proven himself that. So it's just kind of hard to be a successful team when you don't have that elite player as we've seen. Well, like you said with uh, Golden State, Steph Curry is an elite point guard, and he's surrounded by other talent, but they're not as good as they used to be, or the team's not as good as they used to be because it's just Steph Curry. Because without Klay Thompson... And then now with Kevin Durant going to the Brooklyn Nets, it's just it's just the Steph Curry show, which he's obviously doing well as the Golden State sitting at six and three. But um, a question I had was, how good can this team be with a healthy Laurie Markkinen? Um, everyone else, let us know what you guys think, and I'm going to give you my take. With how Laurie Markkinen's been playing, he's been a huge surprise to me, and I think he's been a huge surprise to everyone else, just because. He had a poor performance all last season. Just from the beginning, since we get, we drafted him, we had everyone had high hopes for Laurie Marketing, just with his three-point shooting and his offensive skills. Um, he's still struggling on defense, but he's been helping us a lot with scoring, with giving the pressure off Zach Levine. And so I think he is, with him being out, it definitely hurts us, but it helps that Kobe White is stepping up into that role. And that's why, from what I said earlier, is that I'm hoping that once Laurie Marketing is cleared to come back, Laurie Marketing will be able to continue to be uh, highly offensive as he was in the beginning of this season, and that Kobe White can uh, consistently stick with being on the level that he's playing because he's showing everyone that he is a phenomenal young player. And so with those three being able to score and get to the basket as much as they have been doing, we can see a good big turnaround in this team, I think. Because as long as you get three out of the five in the starting lineup that are putting up good numbers and making plays, then you've got a pretty good team to look and back up against. Um, yeah, with and that... I, 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 no, go ahead. I was just going to say, and one last question before we run out of time here. The Bulls have some older players out there. Obviously, you want some veteran veteran experience on the team to help the younger guys, but they also have a lot of young guys that they're, they're trying to give minutes to. So if if you were in charge of the Bulls right now, would you, or should the Bulls, I guess I, I should say, should the Bulls consider trading away some of those older players so that they can get some draft picks back, get some compensation, and then also be able to give more minutes to these young guys. 
no, yeah, I 100% think that we should trade away some of the old players and bring in some draft picks because right now we got we got the experience. We've got players like Zach Levine. He's been in the league for a little while, so we've got ex- we've got enough experience, and he's showing that he's 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 been in the league here and there, so he he knows how the the game works and. um because right now we're still like it's still kind of a rebuild. You need to grab a whole bunch. You need to grab young players that's going to last you a while, and they'll perform at a new le- at the next level. So, because like you said with Thaddeus Young, Thaddeus Young he was a, he's a good player. He's a solid player, but he's getting old, and uh, he's helped. I mean, I'm hoping that it looks like he's been helping the young guys, showing them of just getting them used to and comfortable in the NBA, the professional level. But I think it's time we just got to grab a bunch of young players and like grab some draft picks and then pick up someone young in the draft because everyone's getting old now. And so now it's like this is the new face of the NBA, the new era with all these young players, these elite young players that we've been seeing. So I think it's, it's just time to move on from the older veteran players and then start get some fresh young uh, legs up in here. I definitely agree, and unfortunately, that is all the time we have for today. Thank you to everyone who listened in today, and before we go, Tyler, could you just remind everyone one more time, where can we be found on social media? You guys can find us on Twitter at BlowTWhistle1, B-L-O-W-T-W-H-I-S-T-L-E-1, and you can also find us on Blow the Whistle on Facebook. Give us a follow, give us a like, and just let us know how you guys thought we did on our show. Again, we would like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in today. We had a great time. We hope you did too. Quick update on our next show. Our studio is getting a new soundboard on Monday, so we will not be able to have our show live on the air on Monday. So the plan right now is to record our show on Monday as we would, and we will play it for everyone most likely on Tuesday. Uh, Right now, the plan is for our normal two to three time, but that is the plan as of right now. But be sure to check our Facebook and Twitter pages to stay up to date so you don't miss our show to start the week. And we hope everyone has a great weekend. Again, I'm Brandon Januska along with... I'm Tyler Buterbaugh. And this was Blow the Whistle on SportstownChicago.com. I came to Illinois Media School because I want to give back to the current students. It's something that really means a lot to me as an instructor, as a mentor, because I've been in this business for over 20 years. So it meant a lot to me to be able to come back and just teach some of the tricks of the trade to the students here at Illinois Media School. I'm Jonathan Hood from Sirius XM NBA Radio and ESPN Radio from the Illinois Media School campus in Lombard, and I am IMS. Enter the world of a spy by bringing your friends to Safe House in Chicago. Safe House is a spy-themed bar and restaurant that is a perfect combination of interactive entertainment and great food. Just enter through the red door and whisper the password to the agent and your mission begins. If you don't know the password, just complete a fun clearance test to prove you and your friends are not double agents. Safe House is not just about the adventure, though. The food is great, too. Be sure to try my favorite, the Mission Impossible Burger. It's a double bacon cheeseburger topped with onion rings and covered in a spicy ranch and jalapeno relish. Go to Safe House for the chance to follow the footsteps of your favorite spy. For more information, go to safehousechicago.com. 
Hey, I'm Andy Griggs, asking you to help prevent domestic violence. Domestic violence isn't a woman's issue. It hurts all of us. Women are injured and killed every day by their husbands and boyfriends. So it's time for men to take action right now to teach boys that violence against women is wrong, to help prevent abuse before it starts. Call the Family Violence Prevention Fund at 1-800-END-ABUSE to get a free take action kit containing tips on what to say to boys. That's 1-800-END-ABUSE. Teach early. High School Sports is here and SportsOnChicago.com. We are ready to provide the best high school sports live coverage all across northern Illinois. From the first kickoff of high school football to the final spike of high school volleyball, we at SportsOnChicago.com are ready to bring you high school sports live. SportsOnChicago.com and STC Friday Night Lights in the league of our own. Daddy, when you look at me, I could see a wheel turning. About what am I going to be when I grow up? A major league first baseman? Maybe a point guard for a national champion. The odds of a child becoming a professional athlete are 1 in 16,000. Far-fetched? Maybe. But did you know the odds of a child being diagnosed with autism are 1 in 166? That's right, 1 in 166. To learn the signs of autism, go to AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Take that exit and get to the Southern Cafe, home of the nasty biscuit on Roselle Road in Roselle. Get over there and try the chicken fried chicken biscuit made with the Southern Cafe's house-made drop biscuit with buttermilk chicken fried chicken smothered in country gravy, topped with shredded cheddar and crumbled hickory smoked bacon. I always say that when you go to the Southern Cafe, you come out with two meals with the heaping amounts of food they serve you in every meal. I love to go to a place with outdoor seating. The Southern Cafe has a great outdoor seating area to help social distance, and I get to enjoy my breakfast outdoors. Open 6.30 a.m. to 3 p.m. to give you plenty of time to grab an amazing breakfast or lunch. Now get your butt over to the Southern Cafe on Roselle Road. At the football game, Jim shows the telltale signs of being wasted. He starts flexing for the camera. He refers to his muscles as gunboats. He screams, how's this for a halftime show? Jim streaks the field. It's easy to tell if you've had way too many to drive. But what if you've had just one too many to drive? Never underestimate just a few. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station. I'm just a kid, and I've got asthma. You know just how upset I can get when I have an asthma attack. But you can help me. To fight my asthma. Put my teddy bear in the freezer to wipe out dust mites. Dry off my rubber duckies and bath toys to get rid of mold. Discover other simple ways to prevent an asthma attack. Call 1-866-NO-ATTACKS or visit noattacks.org. Brought to you by the U.S. EPA and the Ad Council. Because I don't want to feel like a fish with no water. Hey guys, let me tell you about this amazing podcast I listen to every Monday to get my week started off on a positive note called Monday Motivation with Hannah B, a.k.a. Skittles. We call her Skittles because she is so positive. Her topics include staying positive during COVID-19, coping with stress, spreading kindness, hard work pays off, and self-acceptance, plus so much more. It's available on Radio.com and Spotify. Make sure to listen as it will leave you feeling nothing but positive vibes. I got started at IMS here as an instructor a couple years back after I had heard a couple of people I worked with were also instructors here. I'm always here if you need help with developing your what you're passionate about. And that's what most people come here for. They have a passion. They want to do something. They want to do radio play-by-play. They want to do sports talk. They want to do updates, whatever it may be. My name is Fred Huebner. I work at ESPN 1000 as a host and sports anchor. And I am IMS.